Hi guys, welcome back to the Outlet Podcast. I'm Paisley. And I'm Connor. And we have another week of a great episode. Okay, so starting off, we wanted to do some life updates. Just we're going to jump right into it. Um, Connor, do you want to start? Yeah, do you want for me sure. To start? No, yeah, for sure. I'll, okay. I'll start for sure. So uh, this last week, two weeks actually ago, we played two games in a week. Thank goodness. I love playing two games in a week. I know the and one time in a one game in a week kind of really sucks. Yeah. It's like football where you <laughs> prepare for just the one game every single week. Just not my cup of tea. Um, but we won one and we played really, really well. And then we lost one and we didn't really play well. Um, that's just basketball. That's just how it goes. Yeah. So it was fun though. Um, My first life update is this freaking podcast. Um, we just went live. We had recorded two previous episodes in the intro before um, kind of going live with the podcast. And the feedback so far on our intro and first episode, oh my gosh, I cannot, like we cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you to our family, our friends, our listeners. You guys have been so nice reaching out, DMing us. And it, seriously, I'm so proud of our podcast so far. And it just puts a, the biggest smile on my face when... We get this feedback from you guys. So thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much. Paisley's been putting a lot of work and effort into it and she loves the the feedback, good or bad, because we just want to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is I had an entire week off because of the FIBA break or like international. National team break. Yeah. Something to that nature. So what it is, is... Um, I have a teammate, Hilmar, and he's on the Iceland. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's on Iceland. That's way cool. On his, where he's from. He's on the team. The national team. The national team. So pretty much USA basketball, but for like, so there's like a Europe Cup and Euro League that they play each other. Obviously, America's not in it because America is America. And we're in the Europe. And we're in Europe. So yeah, Germany will go to their teams They'll just invite players. Yeah. So everyone, like, if you have, like, someone from Spain on your team, they'll go back to Spain. If you have someone from Iceland, they'll go back to Iceland, and they'll practice with their team. And so we had a whole entire off week, um, but Paisley didn't have an off week, so <laughs> I was just here straight chilling. Yeah, the the women's national um, team break is actually next week, so I'll have, I think, four days off. Connor luckily got a whole week off which was so nice for him to just like be home all the time and i'd be able to see him a lot more even though i still had practice but yeah it was still really nice she just liked the meals at night he does he did cook some pretty great meals one was um biscuits and gravy with like breaded chicken on the side they were two like main dishes but it was so good uh okay i'll go on to my second life update and it's just about my team. So my team is three and two now. Um, and I think we're fifth in the league right now. Um, but yeah, we had some crazy things going on one week where we just kind of like lost a few players with like injury. And, um, we had like, I think like six or seven players for two games now, and we've won both of them. Um, so I'm just really proud of my team, honestly. And we're kind of just like, 
we're playing really well together right now and people are stepping up and I don't know. It's been really good. It's been really fun this last couple of weeks. Do you have any more life updates? Nope. That's it for me. Okay. I have one more. Um, I've been making banana bread. I got a really nice recipe from fire. Yeah. I got a really nice recipe from one of my teammates and I've made it now twice and I want to make it again. Like it is so good. I love banana bread. So I don't know about like the chocolate and the banana bread. I feel like that's a staple. I like it. Connor, for some reason, doesn't. I'll make next time I'll make banana bread without the chocolate. But thank you. (laughs) You're so annoying. Okay, that's all my life updates. All right. So should we just jump like right into it? Yes. So our episode today is about the recruitment process. Um, And we decided to do this because it is one of the most asked questions I get um, from all of you. How do I get recruited? Um, What was your recruitment process like? Blah, 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 this and that. And I thought, okay, this will be a great episode that we can just dive into it and share our thoughts. Because honestly, every recruitment process, each individual, it's different. So there's so many different ways you can get recruited and be able to get seen by coaches. And we're just going to start off by sharing our recruitment stories and then kind of jump in further to more of the nitty gritty. So Connor, do you want to start? Yeah, for sure. I'll start. But I just think it's also interesting, like even people that are not trying to get recruited just to know about it. Yeah. Because not a lot of people experience something like, like this. And the landscape is changing because name, image, and likeness. Exactly. And so these are just our stories, you know. Yeah, we know nothing about getting recruited with the NIL um, atmosphere now because that's just a whole nother ball game um, with being able to profit off your profit name. Profit off your name and being recruited by schools that are kind of given incentive to go there and they'll get you certain deals or something like that. So, yeah, it's kind of a new world that we'll never understand unless our kids maybe get recruited yeah i mean we'll never know hopefully our kids better get (laughs) recruited (laughs) or do whatever they love (laughs) all right so i'll just start um kind of with my story and this is interesting because i don't think i've ever told anyone my my story about being recruited not even me and i don't like you know bits and pieces of it but i haven't told like it in full. And so I'm pretty excited to to share like what I went through and how I got where where I was. So, first of all, I want to thank my family all individually. So my sister, she would always beat me in one-on-one when I was younger. Shout out Bailey. And I could not stand it. So I would always practice and work and then eventually I could beat her and then my brother, Spencer, we would work out all the time. Together. Shout out four fingers. Yeah. <laughs> That's my brother's nickname. Um, and we would work out and we would play one-on-one and he would push me. And then my, my oldest brother, he came into the pitcher office mission and every single shout morning, out Ray. I guess you got to <laughs> shout them all out. And he would wake up in the morning and we would just shoot every single morning. Um, when, when I was younger. And so, and then my parents obviously, you're going to realize how big my stepmom and my mom and then obviously my dad so that like taught me everything. So this all started like in Idaho. I was on an Idaho traveling team in just my own area. 
and we picked up the best kids and we started to play. And then my dad's like, okay, like you just need to play as much basketball as you possibly can. So then I got on Idaho Select and this is an AAU team. And I remember this, this is crazy. We're busing to Washington. It's like nine hours and the guy is like, okay, I'm going to give like a presentation on the bus and tell you guys how I feel about uh, being recruited, the D1 process, or just playing basketball after after high school. And the only thing I remember from that is him saying, pretty much, none of you guys are going to go to D1. D1. He's like, Idaho is not a hot spot for D1 players. Um, it's hard to get recognized. And so I remember that and I'm like, why can't I play D1? Like if I put in the work and if I do the things that are necessary, like why can't I play D1? And so I remember that and it stuck with me like pretty much all through through high school. So anyways, fast forward, um, I'm playing as much basketball as I possibly can, trying to be the best in, in, in my area. And my stepmom said, let's send Connor to a BYU basketball camp. Shout out, Allison. And my dad's like, no, I'm not going to spend that much money on a, a, <laughs> a basketball camp. That's not going to do anything. And she's like, well, I think it would be good for him. So anyways, they send me to the BYU basketball camp. And this is, this is very important. I won in everything. I was the camp champ. I won in five on five. I won in three on three. I won the three point competition. I won the free throw competition. I don't know what's happened since then. Can't make a free throw to save my life. <laughs> um, there's only one thing I didn't win and I took second. I freaking missed a layup to win in one on one. Oh my gosh. And then time had the and then time and time ran out. But anyways, I was in that camp and I was just winning everything. And someone someone told Dave Rose at that time, like, hey, you need to go and watch this kid. So he comes, he watches me, and then he's like, Hey, our guys are playing in the afternoon. I'm only in eighth grade. (laughs) And he's like, You should come play with them. How tall do you think you are? At that point, I'm like six, two, six, three. Okay. And so I go and play with the guys and I played good. Really? I played played with Mika and Eric Mika and he's probably the one that made me look good. But I I remember just playing good, like being confident and they're really excited about me and they're like, okay, we're going to follow you around. So I was still on this Idaho select team. They follow me around and they're like, okay, you're good, but you need to be on a better team. You need to play against better competition. And so they're like, here's this Utah team that you need to be on, the, uh, the Utah prospects. And this is the Adidas pretty much sponsorship, whatever. The Adidas teams all, yeah. all play against each other. And that's the team with Frank Jackson, Yoli, Gavin, me. And it was a big step up for me at that time because in Idaho, like I was kind of like the tallest, the, like the most athletic. And all of a sudden now I'm playing against seven footers, six ten people that have 40 inch verticals. And so I start playing and, you know, I start getting better and better gradually. And this is where my mom steps into, into play is twice a week. I would have to travel from Idaho to Utah for practice for about two and a half hours. Yeah, the drive from Provo to Pocatello is three hours there, three hours back. And then just to Salt Lake, it's probably like two hours and 30 minutes. That's a lot of time to be traveling. 
Yeah, it it was a lot, but this is like this is what I wanted to do, and this is why again, like my family was so vital to yeah to me getting where I needed to be, and so I started to play on Utah prospects, and because I was surrounded by better players, um, these coaches, more coaches started to show up to my games. Yeah, because AAU you had circuit. like Frank on your team, who's actually playing in the NBA right now. Yoli, he's obviously been on G Leagues and is playing professionally. Like you had all these really great players around you. And then you're just put into the mix. Obviously, they're going to come watch your team. And then you're just another guy out there that is kind of up and coming. Nobody's seen this Connor Harding, Idaho kid. And then here you are. It's exciting. Exactly. And, and we're not only like, I'm not only playing with better people. I'm playing against better people. Yeah. I remember one game we're playing against... Uh, the Atlantic Celtics, I think. I think that's what they were named. What the heck? <laughs> and, and we had Coach K, Roy Williams. Like, we had all the big-name coaches there. We had, like, 50, 50 coaches in the stands. And talk about being nervous. Like, 15,000 people in the stands or, like, the top, like, 10 coaches in college basketball watching you. Wow. That will make you nervous. A good thing... I played really well because I knew that they weren't there to watch me. So I had no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah. And so that's like what started to get me into, you know, the recruitment scene. And so this is when Tim Davis, the, the guy running Utah prospects is he had relationships with all these different colleges because he's already given, players to different colleges yeah, he's a really good networker and so he was able to um to say hey like where do you want to go and like let's start to work towards that mm-hmm. and i think it's very important uh, which we'll talk about later is i wasn't playing exactly my best basketball at that time but because of the quality of person i felt like i was like i try to be a good person i don't know if i am but at least like I try Connor, all of Connor's teammates have told him that he's the best teammate. Like Connor's just, he doesn't understand sometimes how good of a teammate he is. He's almost too good of a teammate where he should be maybe taking shots or not extra passing the ball to someone that he should just take it. But Hey, he's a really good basketball player either way. So yeah. I appreciate the comment. I don't know. But. He's He also sucks at taking compliments, which is sometimes really annoying. Actually, all the time, really annoying, but we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> but uh, but he could see, like, who I was and what I could become. And so he, he like, he would go to bat for me. And to this day, he would still go and bat for me. Mm-hmm. Like, after... um after deciding to depart ways with BYU, he was the first person I reached out to and that I'm like, Hey, I need help uh, going through this process again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, next thing you know, he's on the phone. I am getting, uh, blown up, getting blown up. People. This is after Connor is, has decided to go into the transfer portal. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just giving, you know, respect, like how big Tim was in this. And then lastly, this is funny because this is how, this is, this is how I'm going to wrap it all up. So I get on this circuit. I work my way up. This is not a, 
just a one hit wonder. This is a process. This is starting in my own little area. This is starting in Idaho. And then this is going to Utah and then eventually like finally getting the offers that I need. And so I start to get these offers. I start to get interest in like Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Arizona State, Idaho State, where I'm from, BYU. Go Bengals. <laughs> yeah, go Bengals. So like, I think that's like where I'm at with schools. And um, these schools, these coaches started to go to different schools. So I started to lose, you know, my options. Oh, the the college coaches started getting different jobs? Different jobs, moving oh, around. Okay. And so like Stanford and Arizona State, like we're out of the picture. And I never wanted to play at Oregon, Oregon State. So I didn't even go visit them. And so it was pretty much like down to like BYU or Idaho State. And BYU is like, why aren't you picking us? So Matt Jolly, my assistant high school head coach, he would always drive me down to BYU and like we'd always like, because he knew about the recruitment process too. And he would be like, like, hey, when are you going to make a decision? Like what's going on? And I would <laughs> always just be like, eh, don't worry about it. Like whatever. I was enjoying my free football tickets to watch Taysom Hill, my neighbor, play football. <laughs> so we we're benefiting off of that. And I remember we're in Pocatello, Idaho, where I live. I have my buddies over. We're having a FIFA soccer tournament on the Xbox. <laughs> and Matt Jolly shows up to my house and he's like, Connor, you need to decide. And I said, great, I'm going to BYU. Like he had to like literally force me to make the decision. I said, great, I'm going to BYU. And so I like, I make it like announcement over pretty much the phone, no parents, no anything <laughs> You involved. didn't tell your parents? And then well, eventually they figured out, obviously. Connor, but, you didn't so, tell your parents? No. Oh my God. No. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm going to BYU. And then after that, like we had a, a, a big party. A uh, family party because my family's vital to me and like we have a big family in, in Pocatello. And so that was kind of like kind of like my story of of getting recruited and going through the recruitment process. Like I was horrible at it. Like lo and you behold. You seemed like uninterested in it. I, for just from your story. Is that true or like what? Yeah, like when people like we just experienced when people like wine and dine you and compliment you, like I don't handle that very well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what was happening. And this is a big, big part also. Like, I was the only one in my family that has gone through this. My yeah. parents didn't play collegiate sports. My my brother, my sister. Like, this was new area for us. And especially for, you know, I feel like a Pocatello kid. Yeah. Um, And so it was, we were navigating you know, different, different waters at this time. And so I might've looked very unprofessional or did it not the best way, but just me getting there was, was amazing because I remember when I was at BYU and the first time they, uh, sang the national anthem and I was just like, wow, like I'm here at the Marriott center playing basketball. The gym is freaking full the gym is full the rock but i was is just rocking but i was just like so happy so grateful so i grateful. remember you telling me that so well, yeah i remember you telling me that so yeah that's that's it wow that's, that's a wrap for me yeah i knew bits and pieces of that but not the whole thing 
Um, What's your story? My story? Let's, let's compare them a little bit and then, then go from there. Okay, well, one thing is I'm also like a first-generation college athlete. Like my parents both played sports in high school, but that's as far as they went. Your dad wanted to go farther. My dad did. Like, <laughs> hi, dad. I love you. <laughs> Um, yeah, he really did. Um, and he always, since I was younger, told me like, cause he, so my dad, I think he's like six two, so he's not the tallest basketball player or like tallest person ever, especially in like men's basketball. Um, but like my dad, his story pretty much is like he worked hard, but then got kind of complacent and then people started passing him up and getting better than him. And so he always instilled in me, like, always keep working. Do not stop. Do not think you're good enough. Like, always keep working. And honestly, my parents have been nothing but the biggest support for me in my life, especially my basketball life. Like, there's not one trip that I went on during AU season that not at least one of my parents was at. They always traveled with us. And then my parents pretty much came to every single game maybe they missed four or five games in my whole college career that they missed. So yeah, my parents are big, big supporters, but my recruitment process, um, obviously is different than Connor's. So I started playing basketball in fourth grade and that's a funny story of how I got into basketball, but we can talk about that later. So, um, I was on my, on a select team so a select team it's like a feeder team into the high school and in seventh grade I was on that team and my coach at the time Dan Oda he started an AAU program which is a traveling program and he picked two girls from kind of all the college all the select teams our age in that area and I wasn't one of those players which I don't know, I, I can't remember if I thought I was good, but I wasn't really good um, back then. And I I still was upset about it, though. Wake up call. <laughs> well, not even a wake up call, because I've always played basketball just for like the pure fun of it. Like, there's so much perks that come along with like playing basketball. But honestly, like I play basketball just for the pure fun of it. That's what's important to me. That's how I want to play basketball. That's why like I played baseball. This is the weekend trips to play baseball and then after always go to Olive Garden. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, for some reason, I was really upset that my coach didn't pick me to be on this team because I was like another basketball team, more basketball to play. Like, why am I not on that team? So my dad and I talked about it and he's like, you got to work. You got to work harder. You, we got to get in the gym more. Like, let's put more effort into this if this is really what you want to do. So I worked that, um, all that whole next year. I actually w went onto a different AAU team. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, eighth grade, we had tryouts for, um, Northside Swarm. That's the club that my coach started, that Dan Oda started. And I ended up making the team that year. So just from there, now I'm on this AAU team. Um, and we were having such a fun time. Um, so, Pretty much from there, we're in eighth grade. We started going to college viewing tournaments. And my team was young. We're eighth grade team playing in these college viewing tournaments. Um, so we're just kind of right on the cusp of being good. 
but pretty much I remember like one time after a tournament, my coach goes and he asks us, how many of you do you, how many of you do you want to play? How many of you want to play college basketball? And I didn't really understand or know necessarily what that meant, but I put my hand up because I was like, I for sure would want to play basketball like in the future. So yeah, that's me. I put my hand up and kind of from there, that was the goal. And I'm like saying, I didn't really know what that entailed because like my parents, they didn't play college basketball. We had nobody in the family that played college basketball. Nobody around me that I was close to had ever played like college sports. Well, did your, sorry to interrupt you, but did your, even did your like sister or their brother even play sports really in high school? No. So I'm the athlete of the family besides my parents, like sports wise, my sister and I did gymnastics and dance growing up. My older brother, he really likes being active, like with skating, like, um, and then my younger brother, he tried basketball and sports, wasn't really the biggest fan of it, but he like, obviously it stays active in other ways, but no, I'm pretty much like the sports person in my family. I kind of take that, but, um, so yeah, we, I just had no experience. And then even my AAU coach, I was his first offer, like as a call as a AAU coach. So like he even was new to the program. So I had nobody around me that had been through this process, which I think was one of my downfalls. Okay. Just kidding. I literally had such a great college experience, but my recruiting process, if I could go back, I would have changed. And so let me just get on with my recruiting process. So anyway, I'm on these college viewing tournaments. I'm going around and I'm playing these games and I've now decided that I do want to play college in the future or basketball in the future at college. So um, my freshman year of high school comes along and I make varsity as a freshman. I'm playing that season. I don't play a lot. Me and my this other freshman, my friend Sam, she actually plays at Montana State. So, or Montana. Don't look at me like I she's, know. <laughs> she's uh, the red crimson. Wow, what a friend. <laughs> I know. I always forget the Montana and Montana State, Arizona, Arizona State, that stuff kind of like trips me up. But um, her and I both made varsity as freshmen. And honestly, like, I think I can say this now. I think we're just as good as the upperclassmen. But because we're just as good, maybe not better, or maybe we just weren't given the opportunity. But our coach didn't play us as much because the senior, there's a big senior class, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, But we got good experience of being on being around players that are just as good as us, but older. So we like learned a lot from that. So it comes to the end of my freshman year of high school. And my dad goes, Paisley, do you want to go to a BYU basketball camp? And I go, um, no. (laughs) Um, and he's like, why? And I'm like, I don't want to go. There's a couple reasons. One was I would miss like the last couple days of my freshman year of high school and like my social life, my friends, high school, very important to me. So at the time I was like, uh, no, I don't want to go. And then two, I'm from Washington state. So I didn't really grow up around a lot of LDS people, but like in my mind, everybody that was LDS went to BYU and I didn't want to do the typical thing again, back to me wanting to be unique. So I was like, no, I don't want to go to BYU like everybody else. So no, I don't want to go to the camp. 
That's kind of crazy you say that because that's exactly how I felt going through like the recruitment process. I'm like, I'm not going to be the typical, you know, <laughs> Look kid at that goes to, to BYU and and lo and behold, we both end up we both end up there at BYU. But thankfully, thankfully, because we met each other, and plus, I mean, I had literally a Cinderella story type of career at BYU. I wouldn't have changed anything, but um, so. And I end up going to the BYU basketball camp. My dad convinced me. I go, and it was this, like, week-long camp. I think I went to the same one Connor did just for the girls. And so you stay in the dorm for the week, and you go and play basketball all day. And it was so much fun, like, um, just kind of living that experience because I'd never kind of done an overnight camp before. So I'm at this camp and how they do it the first day, they split you into different gyms. And at the time, I think I was like 13 or 14. No, I was 14. So I was supposed to be in the oldest gym, but there are so many girls that they split us in half and then just put like um, half of the girls in the lo- uh, one gym lower. And I was in that group. So Melinda, one of the coaches at the time, she was in that gym and she was all like, we were like warming up, we were playing and she comes up to me. She's like, hi, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Paisley. She's like, um, I want you in this gym so much, but I can't do that to you. I need you to go up to the older gym. And I'm like, okay. I like (laughs) didn't really know what that meant. I'm so oblivious. I was so oblivious back then. And so she's like, yeah, just go in there, find Ray and tell him that I sent you up here, up there. I'm like, okay. So I go to the gym, the upper gym, and I'm like, hi, Ray. Like, she wants me here. He's like, great. Get in here, play. Um, So we start playing and whatever. And now I'm in the older gym. So the week goes on. Oh, actually that night. um, So it was Monday that night. Ray after camper is like, Hey Paisley, like we really, um, want to invite you to elite camp next week. Like, are you available? Do you think you can come? Here's this paperwork. I want you to fill this out. Um, write your email, write your parents email and I will get in contact with you guys. And at this point I, I, I had no idea what was going on. So I was like, Oh yeah, for sure. Like, Oh my gosh, these people are so nice. Let's say I'm going to like, re- I'm going to interrupt it, but like how excited was your dad? when you told them that well okay so i was sharing a room with another girl and she was excuse me she was um like i didn't want to hurt her feelings that like i was kind of getting this attention so i guess i did kind of know what was going on at the time but um so i would like secretly talk to my dad on the phone be like hey dad they want my information like should i give it to them (laughs) but no my dad was super excited Um, yeah, he was just, I think both my parents were just like off the wall about it. So I give them my information. I tell them, dad, they want me to come back in a week to like go to this elite camp. Like, like, can we do that? Like I've, I'll literally have to fly, fly home. So anyway, um, I give them my information. My dad's all excited and I pretty much go on with the rest of camp. And at these camps, um, the coaches of the camps, a lot of the time they're like, BYU wins basketball players, but some other times they're like other athletes. And this time it was a football player and he was one of the coaches. 
And it was like one of the last days and we're shooting. Um, and he's just rebounding for me and he comes up to me. He's like, Paisley. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do, who do you think is the best like player in this camp? And I like looked around and I named one of the girls and he's like, no, Paisley, it's you. Like you were the first round pick um, of the draft because they draft players onto teams during camp. He's like, you're the first player like picked, like you're the best one at camp. And at that point, like I was like, oh, like I never really had the kind of confidence of like, oh yeah, I am good. Like I can play with these people. Like I just, I didn't really know like I didn't ho- know how to compare myself to like other players. So I just didn't understand like the level of um, excitement these coaches, like the BYU coaches had for me until then. And I'm like, oh, maybe like I can do this. So pretty much after this camp and then after I came back to elite camp, they're like, okay, we want to follow you this summer. And they ended up following me this whole summer. I remember Melinda coming to multiple of my college viewing tournaments. Dan, a coach at the time, he came to one of my high school um, practices. Oh, wait, that w- I think that was after. Oh, that was later in the year, actually. Um, but anyway, I, I just remember all these all the coaches coming and watching me at these tournaments. And then... Um, the start of my sophomore year, I'm in the middle of um, volleyball practice. Well, it ends. I'm done with volleyball practice. And I had open gym after for basketball. Um, But I have a text from my mom and she's like, hey, Judkins wants you to call him. And then all of a sudden my mom's in my face because I'm walking out of the, my high school's gym and my mom's in my face. And I'm like, mom, (laughs) what are you doing here? I have basketball. She's like, Jetty wants you to call him. So we end up going outside. And at this time, like I was a sophomore, so you're not allowed to, like the coaches can't contact you. I had to contact my coaches um, by calling them if I wanted to talk to him. So I end up calling Judkins and my mom's sitting there next to me and like, it's really cute. There's some pictures that she took of me, but, um, I'm just like so shocked. And he ends up offering me a scholarship to BYU. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is so exciting, but I didn't understand what it meant. Um, but so I get off the phone, I turn to my mom, I'm like, okay, I'm going to open gym. And she's like, what? Like, you're not going to tell me. I was like, um, when I get home from open gym tonight, just make sure you and dad are there and that Dan is there, my AU coach. And I'll see you guys later. And then I go and I jump up, go get ready for basketball open gym, and I go play basketball open gym. Um, so once I got home that night, Dan was there, my parents were there, and they're all like, what's happened? What did he say? Like, tell us, what did he say? And um, I like sit them all down. I'm like, okay, like, Jetty offered me a scholarship and they're like oh my gosh this is so awesome this is great like my parents are so excited they both graduated from BYU they're both alumni um my AAU coach is so excited because I was his first offer he was like okay we gotta make a post like we gotta announce this we gotta email all the parents saying how proud we are of you like 
this is what it can, this is what can happen if you put in hard work. Hey, Dan, Dan is like is the best. He's a he is a good dude. Dan is still a part of my life yeah. and part of my family's life came like to he our was, wedding he, oh yeah he, he comes to some of your games at byu he Golf was down with my dad he's down at the wcc tournament when it's happening or when you played um in the ncaa tournament he was there yeah dan is dan is amazing he, my au coaches in general like deidre amazing like he like like tim and like others like they go to bat for for their players mm-hmm. and they care for them mm-hmm. so anyways go on so um, I tell them they're all excited. And even that night, like my dad started looking at property in Utah because he was just so excited. He's like, I want to buy a house there. So when we come and watch you play, we can stay there. And I'm just like, whoa, guys, like, what do you mean? So pretty much what happened is like my parents and I were talking about it and they're like, well, do you want to go to BYU? I'm like, well, yeah, I think so. And they're like, okay, well, call them. Tell them. Um, and this is where... Peer pressure. <laughs> literally. My parents were like so excited. So pretty much a day or two later, I end up verbally committing, which is like unheard of. Like you don't really do that. But at the time, like I didn't really know that. And like, I don't know. It was just, my parents were so excited that BYU, their alma mater, like our faith is LDS. BYU is an LDS school. Like it kind of all matched up. And in my head, it matched up too. I was like, yeah, this is like the perfect scenario for me. Um, but at the same time, I kind of feel robbed from the recruiting experience. And like, don't worry, I've told my parents that before. <laughs> but kind of how my dad is, is like, um, he said... He would say, like, I don't want you to talk to other college coaches, even though you've verbally committed. I don't want you to talk to these other college coaches because I don't want BYU to think that you're, like, looking elsewhere or that you're, like, um, disrespecting them, which, like, I get. But also at the same time, like, BYU, like, in that process, BYU wanted me more than, like, I needed BYU, if that makes sense. Like, I would have had other options. But pretty much, like, to this day, I have I only ever was offered, in my knowledge, by BYU. That's the only offer I got. And, like, there's only, like my parents, they've told me now, like, they would get calls about me from college coaches, and my AU coach would get calls um, about me from college coaches. And... They just wouldn't tell me, which like I'm kind of upset about at this point because I'm like, I want to know who, what, like what teams wanted me. The only team I know um, wanted me because my mom remembered and told me was Princeton. So that's the only other school. Dang, Princeton? I know. I literally. You're smart like that? No, I'm not. So (laughs) I don't know why they wanted me. Um, But pretty much like how I feel is like I wish I would have had more of an experience of being recruited and gone to a couple different schools on official visits because I think being wined and dined is and feeling proud of yourself is so important and the recruiting process is a time to celebrate you and all the hard work that you've put in. Now let me stop right there and make sure you guys know I would not change anything going to BYU. Like I 
literally had the best career I could ever ask for. I am so appreciative of my coaches, every single one that I've been with. Juddy, I can, like, I owe a lot of my success to him because he allowed, he not only developed me as a player and understanding basketball and made me the player I am with the IQ I have now, but he also is, like, he instilled so much trust into me um, and allowed me to do so much for my team and for him on the court that, like, I couldn't have asked for a better situation. So let me definitely cover that and let you guys know like i am more than glad that i went to byu <clears throat> hello and i met connor obviously wow well, like listen to this <laughs> wow listen to this Juddy said when i was talking to him and i committed he said paisley you know that you just made the most important decision of your life and i'm like yeah i know he's like do you want to know why and i was like yeah because i'm coming and playing for you Cause I thought he wanted his like maybe maybe his ego petted or whatever. He's like, no, like you just made the most important decision of your life because you could find your husband here. Paisley's thinking about like how can I get playing time? Like, <laughs> like this is like what comment can I say to Juddy to, oh my to get gosh. more playing time? But Juddy's that kind of like, just no. shows you the type of man Juddy is. Like basketball is such a big part of his life, but he understands that there's so much more important things besides basketball and that's like one thing i respect so much about him um so yeah that's pretty much my recruitment process um that's how it went for me and like are there things i would have changed back about my recruitment process yes like i wish i had more experienced people around me that knew kind of how the process went but I also like the outcome turned out so great for me that I wouldn't change um, anything with going to BYU. And I'm really glad I went there. I guess I just wish I would have been wined and dined a bit more, but whatever. Maybe our kids will be able to get that and I'll be a part of it. <laughs> um, but I think that, that that brings up like a good point. Like you said, like what, what would you do differently? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the important thing to understand if you're going through it or if you just want to know about it as a parent, because I think parents might, might need to listen to this after, you know, experience like my parents, like were like, no, like you deal with it. And like, they weren't really a part of it. And my mom wanted to be a part of it then, but I wouldn't tell her anything. And then your parents were like, like putting you in like a long-term relationship where like you couldn't cheat on someone, but it's (laughs) just like, no, like you go and you try to figure out your best option for, for you personally. Yeah. Um, I guess this is like not a different, but like more of a tip. And it's saying like your bet, like your biggest offer is not necessarily your best offer. No. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said this because like one of the points I wanted to say is you need to realize like so many players will look at the big names and say, Ooh, I want to go play there. Which, yeah, everybody wants to play for a big name college. Everybody wants to play for a national title. But are you going to play? That's the thing. Like, it's really, you have to look at the type of player you are, the skill you have, and what you want from your college career and experience, and then go find a school that fits that. Don't try and fit into the school. Have the school fit into you, because that's going to change everything. And also... D1 is not always going to be like the best option for you. 
like luckily for Connor and I, it was a good option for us because we were willing to put D1 is such a huge commitment compared to D2 or D3 um, because D1 pretty much basketball's first. Yes, everybody says student athlete, like you're a student athlete, but honestly, I was an athletic student. Like that's how I was. I was so committed to basketball. That's kind of how they want you to be. Um, like school is obviously very important. They harp on that all the time, but you're there to play basketball. Like some of my friends that have gone D2, basketball was, they didn't want basketball to be such a big part. It's still a big part of their life, but like it, they didn't want it to maybe overcome their education or their social life. And D2 was a better option for them. And then there's some schools that you got to find with your playing style. Like, like I could have gone to, well, I don't know. They didn't offer me, but looking at um, university of Washington, if I wanted to go play there, like my style of play, how I like to play is very much team basketball. But if you look at UW, or at least when I was um, in the recruiting process, they were so much like one person is going to do it all. And everybody else is like the supporting act. I don't really like that. Like I wanted to be more of a team experience. That's how I like playing basketball. So that, that like ruled out UW for me in my mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's also important is a lot of your time is going to be spent practicing and going through a process. It's not the games. And so the games is, you know, what you, like the reward you reap. But the reason why I bring it up is because the time that you spend and practice and trying to become the best player, like you got to enjoy doing that. If you don't find a program where you can, you know, be yourself, play the basketball, that that you want to play or have like a good team aspect then eventually like that's just it's not going to be enjoyable anymore yeah and so i like i just look back at it and you know the you know the big stadium or all the nice equipment and all the you know the resources at like just ready for you to be used those are nice and i wish every school had them but at the end of the day you're going to spend most of your time playing basketball. And so you want to figure out a place where you can play basketball. And you thrive and you're happy and you enjoy going to practice. And like, obviously not everything is going to be roses and butterflies all the time, but like, it's important to find a place that like you and you genuinely enjoy. So one thing I'd recommend if you're in the recruiting process and trying to choose a school is go visit the campus. Like you can go on unofficial visits and that's a great time to be with the coaches and like tour the campus, be on the campus. Cause I got such a good feeling and vibe when I was on campus. Reckon when I went, it was warm and sunny and I love that. And I didn't realize it snowed in Utah. <laughs> But I found that out real quick. But like I loved my, like when I first was on campus, I had such a good feeling. I was like, yeah, this is a place I want to be. And then on top of that, I loved my coaches. Like another reason why I love, like was so willing to commit there is because the coaches I connected with on such a good level where, and I felt like an honesty from them. Yeah. I think, you know, going back to, to the coaches, and how they build honesty is look who shows up the most 
who's the only one in the gym when you're playing like not a very good team mm-hmm. and like you look up there and you'll see maybe like one or two coaches and they're always at your game supporting you. I think that's very important. Like you'll go through, through these processes of you'll be playing really good. And then all of a sudden some random team will pop up out of nowhere. Usually like a pretty good, like name, like a good name college. And they'll be like, Oh, we really want you. And they'll, you know, they'll whine and dine you and take care of you. And these other coaches that have like believed in you at the very start, saw your potential, shows up to some random high school game, probably. Where the gym is super hot and disgusting and so well, off not, the freeway. Not, not in high school, but like in no, high for school. like, like AU tournaments. Like they're talking, high school's like during their season. And then yeah, they show up to, to, to one of your games. Like you got to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And not just the one that says all of a sudden like, oh, like I like you, like, but I haven't put any time or anything, but like, let's do this. Let's exactly. go. And so you got to really consider like who really really wants you and who wants you to succeed because it's funny like you talk to a lot of these collegiate athletes just not in in basketball and and i'm like hey like what's like the biggest factor of your success and pretty much like seriously like 90 percent of them will say confidence yeah and and if a if a coach like obviously you got to believe in yourself and you got to build your own confidence but a coach that gives you confidence it gives you just that one percentage or that just that little edge to be better than than your competition or give you the potential to be who like who you want to be or the best basketball player. And so if a coach like instills confidence in you and believes in you, that matters and that goes a long way because, you know, they'll they'll take the time for film and they'll they'll actually give you feedback and coaching and be critical but also in times of like, they'll know when you're low and they like need to pick you up. Yeah. And so one that's, thing I think that's, that's important. Yeah. One thing that's tough though, like I, I agree with your statement 100%, but another thing that's tough is that's not the reality for everyone. The reality I had with my coach was not the reality everybody else had. Like there, like some people did and some people didn't. It's just how things work in like a team aspect. Not everybody is going to be like, the go-to player if they need a point. And luckily I was one of those players for Jetty, but like another player on my team is not that because I am, if that makes sense. And like it, I don't even know how to explain it. I can't tell you how to become the player that your coach trusts. It's, it's just sometimes something that happens. And one thing that's very important is starting with the confidence in yourself. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, if the if the coach has confidence that you can become that player, you have a better chance of finally becoming that player. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. And the confidence and, that your coach instills in you it helps a lot. Well, even even like the confidence they have in you to like say like the first two years, you're just a role player. But like in their mind, they're like that. He he's still he is right there on the edge. Like we got to do better coaching, and he's got to do better of like working. And like, we'll get there. Yeah. But a coach that just like gets you and then all of a sudden, like you didn't perform like what, how he thought you should have performed. And then all of a sudden he's like, I got to move on. True. Hence, not only players <laughs> enter the transfer portal, but, but sometimes, coaches sometimes leave. coaches, coach, I, yeah, sometimes dun, coaches leave dun, dun. or, or different things. And so, but another tip I would say 
that goes with both of our stories mm-hmm. is our parents, your dad and my dad, they didn't care what team we were on or what we were doing. What they always taught us, and it's true when you're young, when you're older, when you graduate, when you're moving on, is just work. Like you can't get caught up on like what jersey you're wearing or where you're at in the process. You just work. Mm-hmm. And eventually you like you pass people on the way because consistency over time will get you where you want. And so, you know, I started in little Idaho and then I just worked and finally like I just would got like to different places because of it. And you didn't make the team and then your dad didn't complain like, oh, it's so political, this and that. You just worked and then you ended up being at BYU yeah. because you worked. And Damian Lillard, he's at Weber State and now he's a professional. Like It's Dame time. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really like what you're saying because I've been around parents that are so much of a my kid can do no wrong. And that can be really... Um, it's not helpful to an individual, a kid, a player... Um, honestly, like in my opinion, my parents were luckily, and I know Connor's parents are the same, but they're very honest with us. And that's one thing that I think Connor and I can both handle, but it's something we also had to learn to be able to handle. Um, and the type of person I am, I don't want my dad. I don't want Connor. I don't want my mom. I don't want my coach to sugarcoat things. If I played bad, if there's things I need to work on, please let me know because then I can actually start working on them. Do not tell me I'm great when I just played like poop, poop trash. Like, come on. Sometimes maybe that's a conversation um, of you as players, as you as like young aspiring collegiate athletes. That might be a conversation you need to have with your parents and say, listen, like I really appreciate your support. Do not get me wrong. I appreciate your support so well, but I don't, I don't need all this um, praise all the time. Sometimes I need tough love. And then also on the other spectrum and honestly, like how I am, I was able in the relationship I had with my parents, I was able to have those type of conversations. And I understand that sometimes relationships with your parents are very tough and strained and you can't have these conversations but if there is a possibility that you can and maybe your parents are overbearing they are always complaining about how you play and they're not supporting you enough sometimes you need to have those honest and hard conversations and say listen you yelling at me after the game the whole ride home does not help me at all you're really hurting my confidence i i I want to be able to have a relationship with you outside of my sport because I am more than a basketball player. I am a human. I have all these other hobbies that I really enjoy doing. And most importantly, I'm your daughter or I'm your son and I want to have a good relationship with you. Sometimes those relationships are really hard and sometimes we're not even able to have them. But maybe the more we try or different ways we find out to have these conversations, relationships can be mended and relationships can change because I've had I've had to have those conversations with my parents and I had it with my dad once and I told him, you're putting way too much pressure on me. All you do is talk to me about basketball. I love basketball, but I'm at practice every single day and I do not want to relive it. I need to relax. Like 
I also don't need you to coach me. I have five other coaches that coach me. I need you to be my dad. And after that relation, after that conversation, our relationship changed and I was able to have a much closer relationship with my parents then because every time they came into town it wasn't like me trying to avoid them it was me then wanting to be around them because it wasn't so much pressure all the time yeah that's interesting you say that because because my dad you know i wanted him to coach me and guess what he did during like around my like my sophomore junior year of basketball he pretty much said like you're on your own. Like you got to kind of figure this out. Like I coached you. I taught you the right principles. You know, I'm here for you. He's like, now I'm just your supporting cast. And like when I got through college and I was going through my ups and downs of the season, he was just like, what he's always taught me, just keep working. Keep working. And just keep working. That's what he would, he would say. Like I would, like I would come home so frustrated and his response would be, well, you should probably just just keep working or work on it. How did you feel about that? Did you want him to maybe respond in a different way or did you appreciate that type of convert, like relationship? No, I I appreciate it. Like like it's the greatest lesson that he has possibly ever taught me. Because not only is he teaching me, hey, just keep working on it. He's teaching me other aspects of my life of you know my marriage like some things are not going great just keep working on it just work on it that's what he's teaching me is school's not going great or whatever it's kind of rocky just work just keep working like just keep working like my grandma has said this and this is a quote everyone should write down get your pencils get your paper i have never met an unhappy hard worker because you might find out that you're not very good and you've put a lot of time and effort but because now you went through that process and you've worked hard you have the ability to work hard somewhere else and eventually land on something that you're going to be really good at persevere through the hard times yes i like that and so and so you know my dad just he just like stepped away and he just let me let me do my thing and you know, some days like I wish like, like I wish I, he had the coaching, the insight or whatever, but he's like, it's just hard. He's like, you have coaches, you have all this pressure and guess what? It's new territory again. But again, it goes back to something very simple. Something that is an absolute is you have to work. Mm. I like that. That's good. Um, well, we've gone already a long time. <laughs> we were trying to maybe cut the episode a little bit shorter, but we just kind of got on a roll. I think we were talking about a lot of good things and I had more questions for you, but I think the last thing I wanted to say, um, was to you guys, whatever you choose, if you're in the recruiting process, not even in the recruiting process in life, like your hobbies, what you're interested in, what you want to do, whatever you choose, go full in. Go full in, both feet in, like, and enjoy it. Try to enjoy it. If it's not enjoyable, find the, find the good parts of every single day. Find the blessings, find, um, the happiness that you can find in that day. But really go all the way in. Try to, try to finish the whole season. If it's too much, if it's not 
not the thing that you want to be a part of, that's totally fine too. Like you can always transfer. You can always find a better situation in a scenario. And I hate this narrative that college coaches have started saying like the transfer portal is like a scapegoat. Like maybe there's a percentage of athletes that go into the portal for a scapegoat. But a lot of the times athletes go into the transfer portal because they need to get out of a bad situation for themselves. And that is honorable and that is important and that is brave for these athletes to do. That's what I wanted to say. (laughs) And I just like to add on that, just like to finish up, sorry for going for so long, but I just think it's important that if you don't love the process, you might want to move on to somewhere else because the results, like the game, there's only so many games you play, but there's practice and lifting and running all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't love that process, then you're eventually not going to get the result you want. But if you love the process, it's kind of weird that the results like they become like natural. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, um, thank you for listening. Thank you. We love doing this together. We love talking. We love sharing our experiences. We would also love if you leave a review for us, it'd really help us out uh, to reach more people. And, and even if you have more questions about this, this process, this journey as a parent, as someone going through it, Go to our Instagram, outlet.thepodcast, and just ask us questions. Send us a DM. Because we would be more than willing to help anyone out because we didn't really have the experience. And so we would love to shed some light on this on this subject, on this topic, and help in whatever way possible. Remember, mm-hmm. these are just our opinions. You know, this is just our, our journey. Um, and but every we just, recruitment process is yeah. unique. Again, that's like the third time Paisley said that. So I think... <laughs> I think that might be important. (laughs) But thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.